his word. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. The more we prize God's grace, the more we prize God's grace, the more we'll praise him for his glory. God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37 and verse 4. God should be our exceeding joy. Psalm 43 and verse 4. But the more we see his grace, the more we will desire to praise him for his glory. Amen. We will. On your best day, you're not beyond the need of God's grace. None of us can look to God and say, I can take it from here. Thank you very much, God. Sometimes we do that. But none of us on our very best day are beyond the need of grace. But on our worst day, we're not beyond the reach of God's grace. As we've talked about God's servant this week, we've looked at God's servant and their soul. Weighing our soul. We talked about God's servant and memory. How important it is to remember some things and how important it is to choose not to remember many things. We looked at God's servant and internalizing the word. How that there's a number of ways to really get God's word into us. And it's a package deal. Let's take advantage of all these marvelous ways to get his powerful, beautiful message of grace into our hearts and minds and lives. Then we talked about God's servant and encouragement and how discouragement abounds and God's servants need to be People that give a lot of others encouragement transfusions. <laughs> it's only right to conclude with God's servant in grace. Because grace will help you do the things that we have talked about this week. The grace of God will help you do it. I'd like for us to make two observations about the great grace of God this morning. I'd like to... Consider the meaning of grace. Grace, if you would, think of the universe. Think of this galaxy and think about the sun. The sun is the focal point concerning which the planets surround. Grace is the sun. The grace of God is the sun through which so many precious things go round. 
see that in just a moment. But look at the meaning of grace with me. In any Bible class among us, you can ask for the definition of grace, and there is a standard two-word answer. All together now. There we go. Unmerited favor. That's great as far as it goes. But it's kind of like saying that Miss Carla's pizza rolls uh, are really good. I have discovered that Miss Carla's pizza rolls need to be experienced and not merely talked about. Amen. How much more God's grace? Unmerited favor. There are a lot of pizza rolls freely given. But what a pale comparison, though a tasty one, to the grace of God. Then sometimes people say, this is what grace means. They use an acronym, G-R-A-C-E. Maybe you've seen the acronym before. Spelling grace, obviously. But when you use an acrostic, an acronym, what's the words? God's riches at Christ's expense. What is grace? It is unmerited favor at Christ's expense. Now, there's an interesting addition to the thought. Unmerited favor at Christ's expense. That's grace, isn't it? We're not only undeserving, Keith, we're ill-deserving because we were sinners. Third definition. Let's put all three of these together. Allow me to transport my back, myself back into 1611 and use King James vernacular. Grace is favor bestowed when wrath was owed. Favor bestowed when wrath was owed. Favor given. Wrath, anger, was owed. Unmerited favor at Christ's expense when anger was owed. 155 times in the New Testament. Pretty amazing word. Grace. It's one thing to know about grace. It's a really different matter to treasure grace. It's one thing to know about grace and to intellectually say grace is unmerited favor at Christ's expense when anger was owed, but it is a really different thing to treasure grace. As the sun upon which the planetary systems revolve. That's why the second consideration. Let's look at appreciating grace. I want to appreciate, treasure, and savor the grace of God. Every day, 
every moment of my life. From Him we have received grace, and to Him we give glory. From grace to glory. I want to appreciate the fact that my identity is wrapped up in grace. Paul would say through the Spirit, by the grace of God, I am what I am. So I am not merely a 60-ish, pledgy, balding preacher. My identity is much more than that. It is by the grace of God that I am what I am. When we think about this, I can appreciate my identity being wrapped up in the grace of God and in His favor and what He's done for me in Jesus. But so is our standing. This is the true grace of God wherein you stand. 1 Peter 5 and verse 12. We stand in this grace. Romans 5 and verse 2. And so when we think about the great plan of salvation, this scheme that has been in God's mind, we are able to stand in grace. All three members of the Godhead, each person within the Godhead, is referred to as gracious. God is the God of all grace, 1 Peter 5 and verse 10. The Bible speaks of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The Bible speaks of the spirit of grace, Hebrews 10 and verse 29. I want to appreciate that my identity is due to God and His grace, and my standing is due to God and His grace. This is an interesting one. My living is due to God and His grace. 1 Peter 3 and verse 7, speaking of the context of marriage, Scripture says... Husbands and wives are heirs together of grace, the grace of life. Think about that one. I want to appreciate my marriage. I want to appreciate my family. And I want to appreciate the people that God puts around me. Because they are ours for a while so that they can be God's forever. And I want to constantly keep in mind that they are gifts of grace. Appreciating grace. Serving. I'm wearing my Chick-fil-A tie. Several have already taken pictures of it. If you would like to after chapel, you're welcome to as well. I know people. I know people. 
When you go to Chick-fil-A and you are served, what do they tell you? What are the standard Chick-fil-A words? When My pleasure. Wouldn't it be marvelous if every child of God looked at every act of service as their pleasure because they were thinking not so much about the act of service per se as they were thinking about God's grace. 1 Peter 4 verses 10 and 11 service itself the opportunity to serve God and others a gift of grace. It's a constellation, all right, but the sun, it seems to me, is grace because every area of ministry, if we think about God's grace and His love for us, strength, I want to appreciate the strength that can be found in the grace of God. Shortly before Paul would leave this earthly scene, he told Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.1, be strong in the grace that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're tired? You're weak? You feel sluggish? I want to appreciate and take in, yet again, the grace of God because it <coughs> will be strength. Revive us. Again, as we keep thinking about this, consider the sixth area, our speech, our speech. I want to make sure that my speech reflects grace, Ephesians 4, 29, that it might minister grace to the hearers. Therefore, let no corrupt speech proceed out of your mouth, but such, but such as is good to, to edification, that it might minister grace to the hearer. Do you speak graciously? Do you talk to people a lot about grace? The people marveled at Christ's gracious words. Luke 4, verse 22. Do they marvel at your words because they help people to think about how good God is? I want to appreciate prayer as a gift of grace. Hebrews 4.16 We can go boldly to the throne of His grace. There is mercy and grace to help in time of trouble. Isn't this a marvelous word? Isn't it? And while we know about grace, I think all of us at some level need to treasure grace more and to appreciate grace more. Don't you agree? I want to appreciate that mission, whatever the nature of the mission is, there's grace. 
My being able to be with you this week and other occasions is all due to God's grace. Your being able to come to this Bible Institute is due to God's grace. Every opportunity going to Cambodia, going to the Bible lands, Anything that is related to our mission is due to God's grace. Remember Mr. Encourager Barnabas when he saw the grace of God, he was glad. When he saw the mission of God that was taking place at Antioch, he was glad. Commending others to the grace of God, Acts 15.40, the mission of God. And the gracious provision he's made for us in Jesus. Scripture. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Acts 20 and verse 32. It is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among those that are being sanctified. It's easy when you're at Bear Valley Bible Institute and you think about the discipline in studying Scripture. We can forget about the grace of having Scripture to study. Isn't that pretty amazing? God has not left himself without witness. Do you treasure scripture? If we do, we internalize it. Well, we treasure what we really feel valuable and we praise the giver. future. 1 Peter 1.13 speaks of the grace that is to come. If you've been a Christian any length of time, you can look at your life and see God's grace in the past. Hasn't He been good? We, had, we were not only undeserving day we were ill-deserving but he has been so good what about the present you may be going through difficulties financially you may be concerned about loved ones who are sick or have died you may have problems with one another there is grace for the present. My grace is sufficient for you. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. I want to remember the meaning of grace and I not only want to remember what it means and know what it means, I want to treasure it and appreciate it every moment because there is a future provision of God's grace that awaits it's going to be unbelievable. The grace 
that will come to you. You are dismissed.